you're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm with two filmmakers. I'm calling you filmmakers in this. Please call us. I would love them. We must get used. I'm accepting. Get used. Yeah, listen to Lucas and get a lot of that. <laughs> all the sound effects. All the sound effects. We haven't paid for like uh what's that board called? The is it an NPC machine that gives you all the samples, sound samples, you hand claps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have yeah. to be that guy. I have to be that guy. <laughs> Coming from the podcast man. And woman. He was working on a she's been working on a podcast for a while. Oh my god. Yeah, it's James 101 or Pineapple and Ginger. I didn't decide the name. It's about old people telling cool stories. Yeah. Oh my god. Of how awesome they are. Have you recorded anything yet? Yeah, some. I have like Snippets. We'll be the best stories. When are you releasing the first one? I don't know yet, but Captain Shubeka is first. Captain Shubeka. Do you Shubeka. sort of interview them in some way? No. Oh. I don't interview them. Just I just them record speak. them and they speak. Oh, that will be really surreal and it's, very it's realistic. It's good to catch the people in their own act, but yeah, Captain Shubeka was my favorite mm. uh, recording. When the Captain Russians Shubeka. went to co- the Cold War and they ran out of vodka, so st- they started making shit. Uh, alcohol out of shit. Uh, yeah, vodka out of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Captain Shubeka. Wow. There's a book, read about it. <laughs> now let's segue into Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Previously. <laughs> yeah. Because it was full of shit? What? No, 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 that? no, no. I, I'm sure we're putting some Spider Man in a toilet, I'm thinking. No. Oh my god, yes, our main film will be talking about his Spider-Man and Malcolm really wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So I want him to actually intro the film. Yeah. Let's start the conversation. This is the part where I do it. Talk about the premise and the film itself, okay. and then we'll get into it. This is what the seventh, sixth, or seventh Spider-Man film? No, let's see. The first one had three. First three, then, then two, two, then this is the, the sixth. Yeah. Hey, no, two, the two Andrew Garfield ones. So six. this is the sixth yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So Spider-Man: Homecoming, the sixth Spider-Man film, starring Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, uh, Zendaya <laughs> Smith. Is her surname Smith? She's just uh, Zendaya. Just Zendaya. <laughs> one oh, name <laughs> Um, yeah, Zendaya and all the other people. The, possibly one of my favorite, like, I don't know. It was such a great teen movie. It was such a great superhero movie. Yeah. At some points you forget that it's a teen movie because of all the action that's happening. Oh, so the premise is you're meeting Spider-Man after the adventures of the Captain America Civil War. Yes, after And it's so great because there's no origin story, which is fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad we didn't see Uncle Ben dying again. <laughs> to be very, very honest. We've, and I hope we never see Batman's um, our parents dying again either. No. We've, we've enough times, guys. Enough, yeah. We have, we have suffered. <laughs> we've suffered enough. We all know Enough to <laughs> we know the Everybody scene literally from when you just see like snow falling from the sky in the dark. That's <sighs> it. It's dying again, <laughs> like the tenth time. But anyway, this is after um, Spider-Man's come from the adventures um, with Captain America. Iron Man's is like his homie and mentor and whatever. Yeah. And Spider-Man's had that moment where he reminded me of like a young musician who's just met like their idol, they've gone on tour, and now they're just waiting for the call all over again. They've put everything on hold, they're not talking to their friends, they're not going out to whatever, they're cancelling clubs and all the usual life things, because they're like, my life's about to change, all this is minor shit. I feel like that's a, a premise. Very good cool. premise. Okay. He, what, what did you go into the movie like expecting? Yeah. I didn't expect anything because yeah. I hated a lot of Spider-Man's. The, the you I hated like, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it was so cheesy. The CGI was shit. Then Tobey Maguire's. He was alright. He was alright. I he only like the fact that when he did the stunt with the apples mm. and everything, that it was not CGI. That he really did it after hundred oh. takes. Mm. I, I I felt about the Tobey Maguire ones <laughs> after watching them again. Thing to say. I love that. <laughs> uh-huh. that like they, they were like 
the way I, I listen back now, I'm like, I know Backstreet Boys songs, and I like Backstreet Boys songs, and it's really because at the time the Backstreet Boys were like really great. I was too young and impressionable to make <laughs> like life decisions and to make good choices. So like Spider Man, I feel came up came out during that time when like. First of all, we hadn't seen a Spider-Man movie yet. We had only had a couple of like bad Batman movies, and at the time, it was groundbreaking. Spider-Man with um, Tobey Maguire. Oh my god! Yeah, that was good. Groundbreaking, and you watch it again now, and you're like, eee. but it's still good. Spider-Man Two is nice. It is. It is. But so, you also, I, I do that thing now where I watch it and I'm like, it was good for, for that, that time. time. Yes, yeah. I think it would much. still hold up even today. I, need to I don't think it's that. aged well. I don't think it's I aged think well. It's I think the well. Andrew Garfield ones will age even worse. Oh no! Those ones are dead. They should get cremated. Terrible. Wait, so which one was Jamie Foxx in, in the Andrew Garfield ones? Uh, the second two? amazing one, or the second amazing one? Well, I, I don't think I hated the first amazing one. I liked his treatment of Spider-Man because he was much more confident than uh-huh. Peter Parker. He wasn't oh. as he was still like dopey and weeby and stuff, but he wasn't as cheesy and. I don't know. I hate. I just really, really, really like now. I see that Peter Parker, and I really, really dislike him a lot in my heart. Yeah. I don't know. Is it just? I don't know why. I don't know why, man. He's just not Spider-Man. Because really I act is. like I, I've read Spider-Man comics, <laughs> but like in all those New Vision like cutouts on like the weekends yeah. and stuff, <laughs> he was also a funny guy. You know, that was always his yeah. big thing, and he was funny in a and confident also, way. Yeah. He was a cocky teenager. He was like. I can fly, motherfuckers. And that's the thing that I love so much about this Spider-Man is you can see this is a teenager who's just realized he can he fly. He can like stick like, to walls. He, yeah, he can do all this crazy toys, shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's changed him also as a person, you know? Yeah. But he was still lost, which was nice. Yeah. He still didn't discover himself. It's like when you're trying to decide to go to college and yeah. you don't want to go because That's now exactly you're, you're joining the football league exactly. and Manchester wants you. Exactly. <laughs> so it was like, but you don't know how much they want you and you don't know if it's going to be forever. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like teenagers giving the chance to decide actually what do you want. Sometimes yeah. your purpose can wait. Yeah. That's what they kind of did. Yeah. Um, and I guess the twist we can't talk about. We don't do spoilers on this show. Oh, no, we're not okay, going to do spoilers. It's way too soon. Guys, just know. Like, Thank God we're not talking about Game woo! of Thrones. <laughs> All I can say about <laughs> Spider-Man is woo! At least I don't remember the last time a twist like felt so good in a movie. Yeah. Oh my god. And there was something Breakfast Club about it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. The Power Rangers was like that as well. I didn't watch Power Rangers. The new, you haven't seen the new Power Rangers? Not yet. Let's actually oh, talk damn. about Power Rangers. I disliked that movie. What? Really? I loved I it so much. We're going to have our own. Th- now, that's okay. the Kayola <laughs> we shall add in At here. At the end? Okay. <laughs> the South. <laughs> yes. That would be good Kayola to put in there. We'll talk about World Planet of the Apes School. Yeah, but let's first stick to Spider Man. And did you like the villain? I love uh, Michael Peter? Yes. Yes. I was on oh my God, side. Man. He's so good. He's like what. Um, I felt for me like I saw the antithesis of his character in um, Birdman. Yes. Like if that character like just went bad and just started like robbing. He shit didn't go he bad. In my world, he didn't go bad. The vulture. He didn't go bad. Tell him, Sebi. No, he didn't go bad. What like, do you mean? For instance, like uh, he had a purpose, and he was a nice man, an honest man, mm. and they really took that away from him. He was a man who had dreams, and the man with money. And the man with power decides your dreams for yeah. you. And he had a family to take care of, whether it was bad or good. Yeah. He was not. He stood up for what he believed in, just like Spider-Man stood up for what he believed mm. in. That's exactly what I think. Mm. He was a good guy for me. Like it's just that misunderstood. 
because he had a different mission. I just think he was I a very good bad guy. Do you know who he <laughs> reminded me about? Mm. Uh, he reminded me about Walter White, okay. the guy of Breaking yeah. Bad, because he's a guy who says, <coughs> all I want to do is take care of my family. And it's an understandable thing, yeah. which was really cool about this because for, they shouldn't give Spider-Man a villain who's about to end the world. They yeah. give him like a mission that's really layered on a surface ground even yeah. the Avengers keep saying like this is something that shouldn't concern us it's just a neighborhood exactly. guy yeah. doing a small exactly. small thing according to them and Michael Keaton did it so well so yeah. he really yeah. looked like an angry old man yeah. who's just being burdened by the government and their decisions because they come and basically take his job away so yeah. why shouldn't he be angry yeah. you could really understand him and I think he makes for the greatest scene in the film which was in the car yeah won't say much about it <laughs> yes. you know that that's scene. the one that's the one oh my God. that's the one and it, there was no like the, there you'd was think the best scene in the movie would be the one with all the fights would be no. the one with all the web swinging and the explosions no, no. no. The, the most quiet scene in the movie it is was the best, the, best the moment of realization yeah. is when the moment of realization yeah. is happening to like yeah. guys if we stay in this neighborhood too long we're going to end yeah. up talking about Never what mind, happened yeah. I think we need to fine <laughs> who was your favorite character we've talked about Vulture but in the high school sense in that whole setting who was um, your favorite? for me it was um, the other I wouldn't say villain but the you know how every high school movie has the bully right and I love how the first um, person to like that bully I love that bully Do let me tell you why I love that bully that bully is more believable to me than the meaty footballer character who because as a person who's been through high school I feel like I, it's much easier for me to say yeah what is his name Flash he's the Indian kid Flash yeah, yeah in the film Flash. you remember um uh, the second uh, what street Jump Street second the second Jump Street movie 22, 22, Jump 22 Jump Street, Jump Street mm-hmm. where in the first Jump Street movie they go to school and um, pretend uh, what's, what's his, I'm forgetting this guy's name Jonah Hill name. Jonah Hill's character is the like the geek he's like the dweeb he's the least popular one mm-hmm. right and that's a really old trope of high school movies you know the nerdy thoughtful mm-hmm. person being the uncool unpopular one and then you get to the second you get to the second Jump Street movie and the tables have turned because we now live in a slightly different age where just your power and everything isn't what makes you cool or impressive in that kind of a setting so the bully it makes sense is much more of a he's a DJ he's an EDM DJ you know yeah. he's like he's Batman from like yeah. the Le- from Lego Batman he's just, he's, that's the kind of dick <laughs> that I believe in in like 2017 that's the kind of yeah. bully I believe in and I love that character. Yeah, I loved him because he was also a minority, but my favorite character was the quiet chick. Yeah, I there. know it, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> because she was the coolest and she was like not existent. She had yeah. such little screen time though. I yeah. guess she's the future girlfriend. She is, and they were putting her in the magazine with Tom Holland. Yeah. Like you'd think you she was know. literally going to be the lead thingy and I was excited to see her yeah. and her character was really cool. She was yeah. really great. She had, I, to be honest, I thought she had even more, she had more screen time than even because she wasn't like a narrative device in any way. She you was know? Just I don't feel like she pushed she's the set up for narrative Spider-Man at all. She just too. jokes at certain points. Mm. So she's she's the invisible, she's, she's invisible like non-love interest. Who, when the love interest disappears and turns out to be like the mm. problem, yeah. Oh, this guy's like, oh, that's who's been like here all yeah. along. I'm like, oh shit, this is why she'd be in love with. Oh. That's what they die. Yeah, because yeah, we're we're deciding. Yeah. You're not even deciding. Yeah. The the audience. We can see it already. We're like, eee! like we get it, but no, man. This chick is, she has better jokes. She has oh. much better jokes. I have a big, big question for you guys. I was really happy we were going to do this because it was actually my biggest problem with the film mm. throughout. The the this, the last action sequence. We recently did the Wonder Woman review, and actually, my worst thing was mm. that third act last, last sequence. Like the, big, the biggest one. My problem is with those things is 
first of all, compare it to the two that happened. They're in daylight, you see everything, yeah. they're tense, you even get a feeling for a moment yeah. that Spider-Man actually won't pull through. Yeah. The third sequence is, first of all, it's done at night. There's so much heavy CGI, yeah. you barely can't see a thing. Yeah. That scene numbed me out. Like if they had made the screen black, I yeah. just made the noises, <laughs> I just gotten them to the, to the ground, yeah. I would have been okay. Fuck, I hated that scene. Did you have feelings towards that scene? When saw a good night scene, by the way? Because I've never actually heard this complaint about like a good night action scene. Uh, Kong Skull Island. No, not Kong Skull I did not like Kong. Uh, Planet of the yeah, Apes. That yeah, scene. Yeah. Oh. They have a good night scene. Yes. Like a dark scene. A like dark the times when, you know, the dark scene is it's tense and it's... That's just Why you, do you, they choose to do the CGI first? Is there much CGI in, in the War of the Planet of the Apes? Of course. There is, uh, Besides the apes. the apes being the CGI. But like can you, you see even them do action? that it was CGI. Can you look at the action and see a punch happen? And you're like, this is CGI. This is actually a ma- hand punching a human being like i can barely no see anything I I in so that much. scene good cgi doesn't look like cgi it doesn't yes. and you're, like you're struggling with it but why that thing bothers me you guys mm. like and every time i have that argument but like but sharon is a blockbuster but no at least let me see mm. the action yeah i hate that and it's an aesthetics thing isn't it i don't know P- people try to make it a realism thing to some extent realism i feel like it's very what? similar to that that idea issue people have with super fast cuts in like a born movie super fast cuts where you can barely see what the action is yes, and you're kind of disorientated yeah. to some extent yeah no. to some extent you could argue that oh when you're in the moment that's how it would feel and it heightens the anxiety because you can't really see shit or whatever um i think uh, they're hiding shit sometimes it's just not very good for the story it doesn't do much for the story i feel except there was that one moment where he like overcomes you know the big overcoming moment Mm. in the movie or whatever Uh (sighs) it should have been like the one it should have for me i was like "Ah, okay that's the thing that makes the action sequences i I feel that makes action sequences powerful you know is when the character changes when there's some the narrative moves forward and something goes wrong when something in the general plot someone dies someone you know what i mean when something that matters to the movie happens Mm. i feel that that's what makes the action scene like amazing so how did you feel about that his change of character the arc where he has a realization because that's the point right he realizes and achieves yeah i just thought he was dead and then he wasn't dead and then i was like oh he's, he just did one of those 80s things where you, the guy that you think is and dead, you're just accepting like that ram you know that rambo <laughs> like a rambo's samson yeah. montage of coming out of the rubble and lifting the rubble and power and yeah determination and he has like the voice <laughs> follow for hear the force look follow the, follow the force look <laughs> i love that follow rubble the rubble thing so much the voice of, of our dj of, of iron man yeah motivating <laughs> him follow the force look. but no it happened <laughs> to me once. <laughs> <laughs> you can relate, no? i can relate yeah. it happened follow to me once. i got mugged in the street i got hit by a rock and the first thing i heard was my mom's voice telling me if you fall down you're a dead girl and i got what? up and i ran for my life, life. yeah so like so those things those things something. run mm. yeah like a lot of people like if you say something to me that relates to my problem it'll come back it yeah. will come back imagine first we're just like it's cliche it's overused when I know, <laughs> like, why are they doing that you need to do Although, something the life is a cliche you wake up every day that's a cliche it is it is <laughs> without the cliches it I'll doesn't make that. sense yeah <laughs> oh my god so you have no problem with those cgi fests in superhero movies no it will change oh it will change god. like it it must I can't 
handle them. For I have to be no honest, tolerance for them. It must happen. No, no. Power to Logan. Have you it seen must. Logan? Yeah. What did you oh, think of Logan? Logan was amazing. I loved Logan. I think for the same reason why I loved the new Power Rangers movie. Which? In the sense of the story, <laughs> I, the story I felt, the story and the development of the character was more important than the fireworks. I want you to talk about the MCU stuff. The whole Marvel Cinematic Universe things. Did you like the tie-ins and all the characters that were there from yes. there? You what, two, Spider-Man. Yeah, in Spider-Man. The characters. No, like how they added a lot of the Avengers stuff the in timelines. it. Although Captain America was really, really funny. Right. That was funny. <laughs> that was really yeah. Especially at and the guys, end, but we're not saying about it. Yeah. No, stay, 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 stay till the end. Stay till the end, Like here's the thing. Everyone expects one. Um, credit sequence, guys. Secret, little secret. There are two. two. There are two. Even after the first one, stay until the end, end of the credits, until, and you will die. Until you get kicked out of the movie, yeah. <laughs> and you will die yeah. a death of life. Yeah. One yeah. last thing about Spider-Man. There's nothing you didn't like about the film. You have to think that hard. Yeah. 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 I love Is it your favorite superhero movie so far this year? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Logan. This year hasn't been bad. Logan. This year I really Logan. 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 But would you Logan. rewatch it? Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. Do you think it will last and age well for you? Dude, oh. that movie is a classic. What? That movie is one of those I movies you watch. I do not feel like that like at all. On a regular Oh on a regular my god. <laughs> but I, I, but I, say this because, I say this because I feel like it's also, it's formulated like one of those, like one of those high school movies. Like a, like a, why am I thinking so hard to think about this? Not, I'm trying not to say The Breakfast Club. But it's, it's, it's structured like one of those movies that is a rewatchable movie. But maybe that's a not feel us. good movie. That's yeah. A, maybe I'd give it. A, I'd give it. Let's talk. Let's talk in, in in a couple of years, guys. Let's see if we're still. No, watching. I have a feeling people uh, that were uh, teenagers will watch that film more than us. Like Our kids Breakfast are going to Club, know this movie I still watch it. Deal, let me know? tell you. And they're not, they're not going to know. There are going to be a million better movies than Spider Man by the time like we have but kids. Still, Breakfast but Club. Th- we set it up. You know, yeah. this is the f- one of the first great. Spider-Man film since the second one, since Spider-Man Two. Yeah. So like, it's, guys, it's not a small deal at all. Actually, yeah, it's a but that was such a low bar to reach. The Amazing Spider-Man was terrible. No, no, so no. Spider-Man Two, the first, the, the oh, second one. Oh, you mean the Spider-Man Two? Yeah, because that one was better than Spider-Man One. I think that's that's when Doctor Octavius, Doctor Oc, Doctor Eight, Doctor Octavius was the was the villain, or is it the Green Goblin? Doc Ock, yeah. Doc Ock, yeah. Dude, that movie was amazing. But you just downplayed it when I asked At you about it. <laughs> At the time, At the time. You didn't go this back is just to the it, biggest eh? one since no. then that like has lived up, you know, and Stop. has succeeded. You have a bad attitude towards all the right now. I know. <laughs> I, I do that thing where I'm in two minds, you know, where I can, where I, I'm standing here and I'm like, I, I think that from what I've seen in life, that is a shit movie. But I also think it's such a momentous movie in its time, you know? I don't want to point out, like, who killed Captain Alex, but, like, like that, you know? In the sense of, like, I don't think who killed oh, Captain shit. Alex is, like, a technically amazing film, but I think it's such an important film. I think it's such a... It, even it the experience of watching wow. it is so mind-blowing. Do you yeah. know That's how I watch. Hardly an episode goes by on this podcast without mention of who killed Captain oh, well. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You should have, like, a sound effect for when someone <laughs> mentions who killed like, Captain like, Alex. That's the go. point. That's yeah. the point, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know? That's okay. It's a Ugandan podcast, so that's we're the supposed point, to mention it anyway. Supposed to, yeah. That's how iconic it is. And yeah. that's how iconic it I feel. Spider-Man 2 will be in the pantheon, you know, like of movies oh, that we talk about, no. of superhero movies. Was, no, yeah, yeah. no, I don't think so. You don't think so? Think so? No. You think it's gonna die? Out? I think you're having very big recency <laughs> bias right now. It's not gonna now. die out, but yeah. it's not that. 
high on a pedestal mm. like that. Okay. Malcolm, set up Power Rangers and then we talk about it. Yeah. Dude, I've been surprised by how many people I've met that who haven't liked Power Rangers. I feel like it's it's yeah, I don't know what their reasons are. Okay, Dude, Power Rangers was amazing. Because so Power Rangers was a shit movie. When you were younger? Yeah. yeah. And it was really bad. But it was it was a lot like it was Oh my god, guys. What, what I loved it so much with all my heart as a young as a child. Like guys, like I revolved my day around watching Power what Rangers. What does that mean? At it was really age? well done. No, no. I don't think it sucked at that age. I'm just standing here as Malcolm at the age of 24 saying, What the fuck was that shit? It was the most predictable sometimes poorly shot the fight scenes were really terrible you were terrible. seeing that at that no, young age yeah. oh my god we like guys seven, let eight, me describe this six, it's like seven. the it's like the thing i just said about the backstreet boys i was young and i was impressionable and i look back on it now and i was like as an adult there's no way i'll have loved that shit but i watched it at a time when i didn't know what was great and i was easily excited but it what was i loved great about the movie that is that it 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 took away the things that you use, but that would usually draw you to the Power Rangers. I think. I think the things that drew most kids to the Power Rangers were the colors, were the explosions, were the fights, were the Zords, were the, the toys that they were literally just trying to sell and they probably made more money from <laughs> than the show itself. Mm. And yet, I feel like the movie just—it sounds really cheesy and cliche, but it focused so much more on the characters. On I feel like I even know. No, I don't know Alpha better than I did before. But I like his character more. He has a much more well-rounded character than he was in the show. Zordon is like, he's no longer a god. He's no longer just like a standard, standard, the distance god who says things and knows everything or whatever. He's imperfect, you know? He's imperfect and he also has to go through his own revolution and have his own personal change. I love that these guys have to find their powers and develop their powers. They don't just get inherit a watch and immediately more, it, like, no, yeah, teleport to the place. Their power actually finds them. It finds them, they you know? Find, and yeah. they, they slowly re- discover what it means and discover the depths of it. And personally, my worst part was the, I told you, the, the Gogo Power Rangers. Mm. When the suits finally come on and you hear the song and they're in the zone that's when that i covered homage? my eyes and i was like oh my god isn't that paying homage? it is man it, is it should have homage. been the best part but i think for me i thought like i'd 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 watched a different power rangers i'd almost everything was familiar but so much more palatable so much more understandable comprehensible the struggles were real the characters i felt were so much less like cartoons like just caricatures it was cool that the black guy was the nerd and he wasn't actually the black ranger and the that, yellow ranger that was... Change, eh? wow. Yeah, no, I wish he'd had an actual love interest, but like the other guys, but it's okay, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's that all right. is it's impressive. Right. What did you think about it? I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. I watched it, yeah. But people in my but family did you watch liked it. it? Did as you watch kid, it as a kid? Yeah. I loved it. Mm. Turbo Rangers, like the one in the yeah. jungle, like all... Zero Rangers. I watched every single Power Ranger as a kid and we loved it. But then at that time, we are the target audience. Mm. We don't know nothing about film. Yeah. When you see Teletubbies and Barney, that <laughs> shit is good. Yeah. Power Rangers is like, yo, watch I think the last time I saw Power Rangers... Sorry for interrupting. The last time I saw Power Rangers, like, like a grown... So what they did for me is they grew up on the Power Rangers for me. They made it a narrative that adults can watch and understand. Made it a bit more realistic. And yet I think one of the best... The, the, the renditions of that, that I saw before this was either in Trip Tank or Robot Chicken or some other show that like satirizes TV. Mm. 
and the Power Rangers were these like fucked up like teenagers who all had like some kind of scars from like PTSD from this global war that they went through or whatever and what it did is it took the premise of the original Power Rangers and I was like okay let's see what how that would really work in the world and they exaggerated it for comical effect you know some of the Power Rangers it's really messed up they have all these sorts of problems and whatever you've seen it right it's like a YouTube video that turned that went viral no I've not seen it's it like a Power Rangers, like a very dystopian Power Rangers the Power Rangers have grown up after being teenagers and they're adults and they're fucked up because they were Power Rangers but <laughs> it's too much it's way too much but that's what this one did for me man it it took all those things and it made them make sense for me I hated Rita though who was Rita? I can't remember. Rita was some... Um, I forget this white chick's name. Rita, by the way, is the main villain. She's not one of the Power Rangers. Rita Repulsa! Rita Repulsa. She so was my worst part you of... you didn't like Rita Repulsa. Worst part of the film. Why? Partly, to be very honest, because the last Rita Repulsa was Asian, pretty dark. Oh. I don't know if they darkened her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if they're like blackface, that make her dark. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just... I don't know, I, I just, even looking at her costume and everything, I was just like, man, I would be so much more taken by a not white real Rita. I, I swear down, and it sounds so silly, and it sounds mm, like silly. it's not, the, it just, for me, it wasn't even a, like an ethical issue as much as it was an issue of believability. I, I just couldn't get into it. I could deal with all the other changes and all the other, but for some reason, Rita just for me didn't work as well, man. You think that she was whitewashed? She like was, oh, mom? she was definitely whitewashed. But how was she? I don't know, man. That character just didn't work out for me. She should have been the most terrifying thing. And yet, I don't know. How come she's called Rita Repulsa if she's Asian? To give her. Um, they Americanized the original Power Rangers. So the original Power Rangers was a Japanese show, right? Oh. A Japanese show. And the only thing they, t- they carried actually across was the fight scenes. So the fight scenes are actually the original, I think, Japanese show. And then they filmed the people inside the suits and they changed their names and they changed their whatever. Like uh, the villains and everything. But everyone was Asian, pretty much. (laughs) So I guess the original Power Rangers was whitewashed. (laughs) Yeah, it was. In the first place. In the first place. The original. Mighty Morphin. Wow. And also, what was the other one? Underworld. Underworld as well. Yes, Biohazardo. Biohazardo, are you serious? (laughs) I love it. Now, Malcolm, my experience with Power Rangers is the total opposite of yours because mm. I watched it as someone who never grew up watching Power Rangers. Okay, Ranger. you didn't. Somehow. First of all, first of all, like you can't just move past that. You can't just move Why? past that. Why? Just, Why? How did you not grow up watching Power Rangers? I don't know. It's okay Actually, not to have a TV at home. Wait, I, we had a phase of no TV. TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Imagine the moving okay. buff I became. I we had a long phase of no TV at home. First, where did people used to watch the? Power Rangers from what TV station was it aired? No. Um, if you had DSTV, it was oh, on you were, the DSTV? KTV. It wasn't no. on local I've, TV. Up until a certain point, and then it was on WBS at six o'clock on Fridays. Wow. Oh my god! Me, I had cassettes on cassettes on. You know, I only had the I think VHS. I only had the, the Mo- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie uh-huh. and the Turbo Rangers movie on cassette. I had all the cassettes. You? Oh, collectors items. And the Power Rangers have been like twenty. They've been like twenty different. But Power me, Rangers. once they went to the jungle, I quit. You're over it. Yeah. Did you ever see the reunion? Of Red Rangers, there was a Red Ranger Just reunion, one, yeah. guys. It was the most amazing thing. They were like 30, the terrible was nice for like thirty Red Rangers, and oh shit, that means Zordon would have been one of them. Because one of my favorite things about this was realizing Zordon was also a Power Ranger at a certain point, and then we just found out some way to kind of sustain his oh, life. Oh, so he was a Jedi. I had no idea, dude, and I don't think they took the time to even explain that in the. In the, in the series, in the show. The show is just like, oh man, there's an evil bitch on the moon who's making like monsters on the. Uh, fight them! 
<laughs> and the buddies, oh my gosh, guys. One of my favorite things about the new Power Rangers had to be the buddies. Because the parties in the, in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers were the worst What, things what are you talking seen. about? The Powered? The parties. What are parties? The parties were in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they were just guys embalmed, like just like wrapped yeah. in gray bandages. Mm. And they're like mummies that can fight but are really bad at fighting. So, where so they just were the parties in the Power Rangers. They were different. They were rocks. They were like made out of rocks ah, and were super those irregular. Rocks were nice. and, like, do you remember the angels in. Um, uh, in Noah, in uh, I think it was Russell Crowe's Noah. If you tell oh. me you like Noah, I'll die. I love Noah. Did you say the wing was the wing? Are you huh? local? <laughs> I love that Noah. Did but you I, like I Noah? love that so much because the Terrible. angels were the angels were like rocks and stuff, and they were. But did you see one of the bad angels? His wing was a ring. He was oh, wearing what? a ring, wing, a wing, a ring as a ring. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> I remember that at all. I love I love that Noah took liberties with the story and made it very like twenty first century, like very twenty first century concerns. Save put, save the environment, well, do the things. It didn't it's, work though. It didn't, huh? No. Ish. I I even forget it existed honestly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Some of these movies. What? Noah no. survived the. Let me first go back to this Power Rangers versus Super Super Spider Man. Which one would you go for? Spider Man. Okay, good to know. So now, proceeding on to my not knowing anything about Spider uh-huh. Power Rangers and this movie. Yeah. So I was judging it on movie basis, sure. like the acts of characters, yeah. how like new characters like sell me on something I'm not going yeah. up seeing, which they usually do with say superhero movies. Mm. More people haven't watched read the comics, mm. but they begin to embrace the characters. Mm. Now, Power Rangers, you're talking about how they were concentrating so much on the characters and giving us their backstory. The problem is, I didn't give a shit about them. Like, they were setting them up, then they were almost even seeming like cliches to me, which I didn't like. So I'm seeing the black guy who they're making another, I'm like, oh, fuck this black guy now, like, fuck that. Then I'm seeing the Asian guy and they're making him this sort of weirdo who just sits on the rock and <laughs> does almost nothing then there's this chick who's almost a lesbian was she lesbian is she lesbian yeah. in the power rangers yeah. she's sort of lesbian but i didn't give a shit about them they make that dude come and jack off a he's a joke so i'm looking at a joke <laughs> trope, like a joke in a, in a high school movie oh yeah. my god now they're finding themselves yeah. as so now would even come back to something which we talked about like the breakfast club yeah. they try to give it that thing of where like the nuts come together and they find themselves but i was feeling jack shit i wasn't giving i wasn't feeling any of that fun fact about this power rangers movie is it was it came out recently that one that a lot of it was cut in the end and that doesn't matter to us because Mm. we we judge what we see Mm. but there was supposed to be a lot more character development for many there was supposed to be there was supposed to be more character development for for example the black ranger the asian guy Mm -hmm. this whole thing was because his mom was sick he was being, it was a YouTube star. He was trying to be a YouTube star. He was trying oh, to set up yeah. a channel. The reason why he was always in the mountains was he was a stuntman. He was one of those guys who goes to, like, he sets up a GoPro somewhere and, like, he does stunts mm-hmm. and, like, climbs shit and all that stuff. That's why he finds those other people. And they cut all that stuff out of the thing. And as far as stereotypes go, man, I. I felt like they, they just. They did that thing where they just moved the chair a little bit and they, like, have rearranged the room. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, I think I just went in with a very low bar, and I went in with a, in a bar of a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers where the Black Ranger was a black guy who was like a like a dancing, athletic, like fast-talking, wise-cracking guy. Who like you know, he was, that's that that was the stereotype. He was the Yellow Ranger was an Asian chick who yeah. 
man to be honest they didn't I, I don't remember them having actually developed her all that much and for, for those characters man I liked seeing an Asian dude who isn't like a nerdy bookworm guy whatever yeah, I liked seeing character. like yeah the joke was I liked I, I liked seeing a, I liked seeing a joke who was like uh, I don't know to some extent not troubled or whatever but like he's just not a, like he's a f- washed up joke you know he's like he ain't shit. <laughs> he ain't shit. And you, you're looking at this guy from the perspective of someone who just can't make good life decisions and whatever. He's not a glorified joke. That's what I felt, at oh. least about him as a character. The, the Pink Ranger, Naomi Scott's character, it was interesting seeing her be a genuinely flawed character. She's one of the more genuinely flawed characters. She did some fucked up shit because she was just trying to stay popular. And I think she sent someone's like sex tape out or whatever. All of yeah, those there's things. a yeah. sex tape scandal. And for me, I was like, okay, I love that that, that is talking about like very re- things that we are talking about more today's consent and um, you like that uh, thing they do these days what thing like making it more 20 20 20 2010s it has to be it has to be okay it has to, to speak to us that's and to speak fine. to me man mm-hmm. i feel like it has to be and that's the only value i think in re, re in, in rebooting franchises is giving them a new voice for these different times because king kong was a story about no, the first King Kong, oh, the first, yeah. first, first, first King Kong. Was, yeah, this is a really racist metaphor. And remaking it kind of gives it different meanings. It gives it different legs. It makes it, you know, address different issues and stuff. And I think that's important. There's a trope I want to ask you guys about if it irritates you at all. Like when you just kind of see a, the same character in so many movies doesn't does it ever reach a point where you're bored of it for example so it changed like the joke thing mm. we see that Which story all like the joke coming out the joke the the the, the popular yeah. guy yeah coming out of his basket his yeah. baseball his <laughs> team he's the, he's the quarterback yeah. and then duh, yeah. and then you see that in like 50 plus movies yeah. in your old yeah. lifetime like yeah. even but in your 2010s lifetime yeah. so doesn't it get boring for you and almost sometimes kill a movie for you or you just embrace it as it is? You embrace as, it. Do you embrace it as it is as a, a movie, a trope that you're going to just see a lot and you're like, it's okay. I see it all the time. It's fine. Mm. But then don't you be so excited when someone switches something, something the different, script? For sure. Yeah, but also sure. the joke itself is for me, it's like to show that there's also this psychology of man that's like macho, yeah. macho, macho. It's, it has to be dealt with. It has to be it dealt has to be with. Talk, talked about. And when you go out to bars, you still see that all joke. Everywhere, man. Yeah. We you all know, know I mean? that guy, man. Exactly. And I, I love, I, I love so that. Like, I knew that guy in the sense of I feel like I'd seen him in a very public place, be that guy, be the star. But then I'd also seen the side of him where he's just ruining his own life knowingly, you know, all the time knowingly making really poor decisions and poor life choices. Until he found a purpose. And yeah, and tonally it was also different in the way of maybe if I, I haven't seen Friday Night Lights, so maybe I would I'd be a lot less surprised mm-hmm. if I'd seen a, like Friday Night Lights. But it was just a slightly tonally different teen movie for me. Where it mm. seemed like the kind of teen movie where someone might go and like commit suicide. You know what I mean? It seemed like that kind of teen movie at a certain point. And then it turns into the Power Rangers. I was like, you know what, man? I That's appreciate tough. that give and take. Okay, would you watch Power Rangers 2? Would you be hyped for Power Rangers 2? I'm Which there. Definitely Dude, happening? at the end of Power Rangers 1, they had that post credit sequence where there's like a guy with like green color-coded stationery or some shit. <laughs> Who's obviously supposed to be the Green Ranger. Yeah. I was so excited! <laughs> Especially because I'd also seen the original Green Ranger and Pink Ranger in doing a cameo yeah. in the climax scene. I had to stop my VLC media player and go right back. Oh my god. Yeah. Kimberly Marco. and Tommy were like 
in the crowd snapping up like the Zord and oh man I've seen so everything and everything. you were the target market yeah, like they the made, made this movie for you <laughs> that are dealing with the same thing but mm. in different ways like the characters like Caesar and uh, what's his name the and Koba it was Ma- Malcolm X and Martin Luther King it was um it was those two leaders who were both trying to like as you said you know yeah, find like a solution to the same yeah. whatever problem but like in different ways Koba is a much more aggressive much more um mm. I'd say sh- not shrewd but much more fuck all your type like he leader, was extremist. you know he's an he extremist. Was extremist and caesar was more of the the diplomat the one who was the willing to first say okay let's first give you guys a chance let's you know try to reach across the yeah. lines whatever he's the one who's making friends with humans and stuff and i don't th- i think cobra would have like killed that little girl so what's Swear the down. premise in this in this war of the planet of the apes it's just the fear of human human beings afraid that these apes are going to take over and because they learn faster and they're stronger right. and more vigorous than human beings that they will wipe up the race yeah they've so organized they've the apes trying to defend their legacy as apes and continue to exist yeah. versus humanity trying to exist yeah oh, wow. and, there's, and there's, there's that sense of i kept hearing all these like right-wing european leaders of the world who are like if we allow them to come they're going to take over and it will be the end of civilization it will be Is the end of what us the and whatever sound like yeah um will okay. will we'll, we'll no not will Woody, Woody, Woody Harrelson Woody Harrelson Woody Harrelson this is the Woody fucking Harrelson yeah. Ooh, nice. the, as soon as he appears on screen dude Woody the whole family Woody fucking Harrelson we 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 a big fan <laughs> but him his character was exactly like Cobb also yeah. you know what i mean yeah But then him and Caesar had the same mission. Mm. Like to protect the people. So it's not only that they both Caesar. had the same a revenge mission. A revenge mission. Yeah. Same loss. So this film is mostly about Koba and Caesar yeah. going through a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Through going through a different ideologies yeah. for their ape people. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Mm. It's a lot of people theorize that and I really believe it mm. that it's the fear of white people afraid that black people black with power people, yeah. would come over and take it's over the world and whatever yeah. from the But 60s. I really love yeah. that independence time. But and I'm so disturbed by the fact that okay, it's changed in the sense of our uh, the, the 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 movie itself is a bit more uh, it's sometimes a bit direct in its correlation to like liberation movements and what from now and from the past they even had and that's partly what disturbed me so much about it it's too much about black people you know the idea that the fact that the black people are first of all the idea that most of the white people in the most of the people in the film are white people the people who have speaking roles and the people who matter who do things are white people but also the fact that most of the the the, the struggles of black people are represented through apes and you know we the apes are black yes. for yeah, me it was more no, i couldn't unsee it no i saw it i couldn't unsee it first of all caesar is a blue eyed nigger let me tell you something he is white he's light skinned but what was amazing was human beings were killing each other but the apes were not killing each other 
So I feel like a like a like a like a liberal white person sat somewhere in the '60s and they were like, you know what? Then, we need to now, show people what does it mean? this perspective of you know understanding each other and you know showing that you know these apes also have you know whatever. I could you know the thing that actually showed it to me the most. Um, there's this guy. He's a Black Lives Matter. Um, he's very well known in the Black Lives Matter movement. He's a leader called Dere, and Dere is big on Twitter. And one of his biggest icons is uh, he wears a blue jacket, like a blue vest, right? Yeah. A blue vest jacket. With the and one of the major. Um, bad ape. Yeah, bad ape. And Dere is the one. Dere, like two weeks ago, retweeted an image of the poster with like a little section where he just zoomed in on the thing, and I was like, "Fuck these people, man!" And I had, I had, I, I had seen it before. But that's with the moment that it kind of sunk in for me. And when I was watching the movie, you I couldn't did. unsee the fact that I couldn't unsee Mandela in Caesar. You know, oh I couldn't unsee Martin Luther yeah, King in Caesar. But then, and I kind I, res- I really resented the fact that black people, the, the the way that these people were making black people understand the struggles of black people understandable was because that's what it seemed like. You know, it seemed like they yeah. switched the perspective so that you as the people are no longer watching from the perspective of people but from the perspective of the apes it's like a almost an enlightenment exercise and yet the enlightenment is of a people who are so much like black people facing up against a people who are almost by default white people yeah. it was it didn't sit right with me i've seen a bunch of black americans who have a big problem with this film because mm. of that exactly what you're talking but about but i don't i don't have any problem with it because first of all they showed that, okay, let's say it is black people that they showed. They were more merciful, they were more strong, and the nature was on their side. And that whatever way they used, all human beings are apes, even in, in the mind of the white people. We came from apes, whatever. And they're showing that the people that were, like, whatever we came from, is still much more smarter than us, more vigorous than us, and has more chance of surviving in the world. I'm not an ape, man. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, feel, I, I don't know. I still yeah, feel like there, there are other ways to make. Know? There's still ways to make our so struggle and tell our stories. People? And there's still ways for our stories to be told and for that struggle to be made understood in a way that doesn't have to be us being animalized, our history being. And it's not even just us. Okay, we're Africans, and sure, this is much more synch- synchronized much more with African Americans. But still, yeah. it didn't sit well with me. And there's certain things that, to some extent, I know that sometimes they don't sit well with me for reasons that I might not be able to articulate and explain all that well. But I'm saying right now, the fact that it made me feel some type of way is mm. a negative for the But film. who was the evil people? Were they black or white? They were white, and I still feel that the perspective was, uh, the, the, even the fact that Caesar was like a blue-eyed, <laughs> a blue-eyed monkey, and he was the leader. Because Caesar's whole narrative is he's like the wiser, he's like the wiser monkey. He's like the leader. He's the one who has kind of integrated into. He's he's, kind, he's the most human-like of the apes. And that's kind of the thing that almost makes him stand out initially as the leader. And the fact that the signifier of that is actually his blue eyes, for me, is... What the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> what that's, the fuck? That's what makes me not even think about race at all. First of all, if that's you even ask, more problematic to me. You know, black people like also. That's the problem being closer, with black being closer to whiteness is the thing that makes him leadership material. But also, that's what it seems to be saying for me. But you know? Winter was all white, and he betrayed the whole clan. And also, the problem is. Black people, we are the problem. We accepted that apes are us. For me, I'm seeing a fucking science fiction film where humanity versus apes. Apes still exist. 
It's about oh, those ex- but I for me it's like that situation. I'm not no, like dealt exactly like your life. Trust me, you would never be. I don't see it as a matter of I don't see it as a matter of victimizing or victimization, dude. And to be honest, I also I genuinely do feel like there are people who made this film and thought that they were doing something good and they felt like, "Oh man, we're putting, you know, the history of black people in a good light and a different light and making them look good and make them look like heroes, even if we're still making them the monkeys in this show, we're still making them the animals and we're doing them a favor by humanizing them, by showing these people, "Oh man, they they are the good ones amongst them." You see, that's them. the problem. We no, accepted that we are the apes. I didn't accept it. I've never seen you be this political, Malcolm. No, the politics of movies bother me a lot, man. Because I feel the like the scene is not all that important, and I feel like they really are in such in a way that we sometimes don't even realize because we make so many assumptions about life based on situations we've never even been in because we watch movies you know if you do something that i feel is offensive to me as a person in your work i'm not going to say don't make it i'm not going to say don't whatever but i will say i feel like your perspective is very biased and you might not realize it or whatever but it does make me feel some type of way because i don't accept that i'm a monkey i don't accept that i'm an ape yes, but i do exactly re- i do I'm believe saying. that i do believe that there is a belief in our world that has made it see, that has made black people caricatured as apes as animals as monkeys very very specifically and it has affected our lives it has affected the expectations that people have of us but also the expectations we have of ourselves and it's fucked up we shouldn't just sit back and let people and just let it happen for me i don't accept that's why i'm not even offended i saw a species that was targeted it can be asian it can be brown it can be white it can be white people versus white people you know what i mean i don't even care but then when we tell the story that's when it will matter to me you know what i mean This all came from apes, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Let it jog your mind, people. Let it apes. jog your mind. <laughs> Malcolm, what you been up to as filmmakers? What you been up to? Talk about yours first. You I like that you're writing what, what so you much. Doing? You've been writing so what have you been doing? I've, I've been working on the same small script and making very small. I finished it finally. Yeah. I finished it finally. So I, I'm working on a short film. Is it the one film. of the two girls? The two ladies. So when are you, are you going? Are you about to start filming soon? No, I'm about to start sending it to all the people saying this okay. is it this what we're making guys we tell people for too, for too long that we're making a movie I thought when you went for photo that's what you were doing yeah. I was psyched I was ready to jump ready? Yeah. yeah I was like damn we're <laughs> seeing the list but it's in Rotoro it's in Rotoro yes. I'm shooting it in Kampala but it's in Rotoro we need subtitles thank you very much 100% of course I, I, like, I, do, I think like you oh, get yeah, like I know. 70% of the jokes <laughs> wait, wait are you writing it in Rotoro or is it in English and then the people will just I write most of my directions in English, okay. but then I do the dialogue in the language that I think you is very really spoken. You can write Rotor. Yeah, it has to be edited. Power to you, it has to be edited, but hey. I can I, I, I can figure out my way around. So, yeah. He was mostly shortening it because I talk too much, as you can tell. So like even Why my characters talk yes. too much. Why is that a problem? <laughs> I love dialogue. Okay, we try yeah, to write how we talk, but I don't think we always write how we talk. We always end up writing in a much more stilted. Yeah. So someone helps you with yeah. that process. Is that the process you're in now? I always yeah, I always send my script to someone to proofread uh-huh. and they always tell me what's wrong with it okay. and I of, al- almost always disregard that. <laughs> But then you you take your own criticism and look from your own yeah, direction. Because it's something I understand about the criticism. Week, 
sometimes people give you a criticism on like a piece of work that you're doing based on their expectations of what it should be yeah. and sometimes that's the reason why I, I want people to suss that out you know mm. one of the first criticisms I remember getting for one of my scripts was why is it all in Uganda this, first of all this Uganda really sucks but why have you written the dialogue in Uganda why not write it in English and then translate it back into Uganda later on and I understood you know there's maybe a bit of a, a gap in like understanding that I want this person to say this specific word for this specific reason because so it will sound like this will have this rhythm it will have this a lot of Ugandan playwrights do that thing they write it in English then the person has to just translate it translate into Uganda yeah. and and it's because for example I've had this issue when I'm thinking about for example applying for funding right from trying to get a funds from the Maisha program for example right the Maisha program is one that is being judged by people who are from somewhere I don't yes. know. I don't know if they speak Rutoro. I don't know yes, if they read so Rutoro. I don't know where they're from. So it has to be English to some extent. And yet it's shitty that that is a thing, you know? So I'm just yeah, trying to make yeah. my things my own way. Because even when I translate and put the subtitles after the movie has been done, mm. it's never as good. Yeah, like Paolo Coelho books, I'm sure English, if I know Portuguese, it's much, so it's much, much better. better. So much better. Okay, other question. How long is it? How many pages is your script? Fifteen. Short film. I'm, I, I'm still holding on to your future film. I think you can do it. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to happen. It's going down. What's the working title right now? Mawe. What? Mawe. What does Mawe mean? Mawe is Rotoro for. Oh shit. What? What? Exactly. It's like Mawe? Yeah, Mawe. When someone t- gives you some news and it's shocking, it's really shocking. like, Mawe. Let's go. Yeah. You're good with Rotoro. You can speak it fluently? Speak. When you're like this, I do find like I have a different kind of personality in Rotoro actually. Like when you talk on the phone, yeah. it's, it's like, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what? But it's like, there's no structure sometimes. There's no like strong words like R and No, it's, it's like, it's yeah. smooth. It's a very smooth language. Okay, so your, your, your script, your pregnant woman stabs husband dead. You also wrote it in Luganda. Mm. So you're fluent with Luganda. I, I, I get by. How did, did you, you get, get to write? If you could get by, how were you able to you write it? If you kept sharing it with people, I just wrote it. So I, I wrote, I, I'd write what I think people would say in certain situations, and when I didn't know, I'd think the thought. I'd think the first of all, I'd think the thought in English, right? And then maybe if, if for the ones that I didn't know, because I, I know you also think differently. So I'd think the thought in English. Now, as someone who speaks Uganda quite frequently, is this expression? Does this expression exist to say a thing in this way? Mm-hmm. And I'll maybe know the direct translation, and then they'll say Cause some some concepts just don't exist, you know, in the language. So someone else would say, no, you say it like this or like that. You say it like this or whatever. We'll incorporate that. The actors would change the lines when we're rehearsing, and then we eventually came up with something quite not quite different, but much better. Yes, I was about to say, your your film, eh? it felt authentic. I hadn't known yeah. you before that. I was shocked to meet you and see <laughs> 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 I was like, what? He could actually do that. 
What does that mean? What do you think? What do you expect? What do you expect that? that I expected it to be someone who like. also speaks Luganda a lot. Oh, a you lot, know, yeah. someone who really speaks Luganda will have it in their phrases yeah, a lot. Yeah. But yo, I've never heard you even speak Luganda yet. Kind of only. I hear you speak I don't to code the switch German. much even in even Rotor, I don't code switch. You don't much. code switch either. But did your parents ever do that thing where they encouraged you to keep languages separate? That's oh, really badly. I don't know my local language, so it's oh, it's even like that. I, like you know, now you get to the extent where you're too shy to speak it yeah. because you're bad, so you will never be good at yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm so disadvantaged on that. Yeah, dude. I learned my language. Kamala Gala. No. What? Like with us, with you learn yeah. which language? Somali. I know Somali, like all my life. So only written in Arabic, in Arabic, with Arabic Latin, 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 Latin. letters, Latin letters. Huh? Yeah, they changed this. Latin. They they lost the old way. But I can read, write, and uh, speak Amharic. Amharic. Yeah. What's Amharic? Ethiopian language. Amharic. It's called Amharic. Yeah. <coughs> but they say Amharinya. I learned something today. I need to do that thing okay. from the Passion of the Christ. They have three hundred and sixty. What is speaking? Three hundred sixty characters. Wow. Okay, Hibo, what are you up to? So finally, we have a registered company. What? You too? Nope. You with your family, huh? Yeah, so we opened the Chris Media for films, for printing, anything to do with media, like music, sound. We're, we're, we're trying to do a, also a sound recording label or whatever. But now strictly, so we divided the department into two, printing and whatever, embroidery, that NASA work stuff and just film videos and NGO stuff, whatever, anything to do with film. Yeah. And also, we're trying to also do our own independent. I finished my secret, but I finished my um, my script, and it's going to be Hoyo, even though the film is like in Uganda. What do you mean it's going to be Hoyo? Hoyo means mom. The title is Somali, the but the film is English, okay. with Ugandan actors. Is there a dialogue? There's a, a voiceover. So what's who you're going to be about? So it's a homage to my mom, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, it's about the whole elegance of uh, her being uh, like uh, like everything she did. Like it's godly, you know, to you as a kid mm-hmm. when she put on her lipstick, when she's wearing a ne- uh, necklace. Mm-hmm. So the whole art of that, and also that faceless man being a dad. I call that the faceless man. <laughs> so like the presence is there, but it's not there because at that moment the shining knight in the shining armor, or whatever, is your mom, you know. Oh, yeah. So like that whole faceless thing. Man. Yeah. Is it also going to be a short film? Very very short. How short? I think ten minutes. Really? Yeah. So when are you going to do it? When are you going to shoot it? I'm planning a week, but things keep popping. Are you in production or something? Like, are you preparing to start shooting? Yeah, I gave the script to the actors. Like you already have actors. It's really happening. happening. Like, it's, it's today. Yeah. My friends. <laughs> really? All I need is just to get up and organize. Like, now I'm just dreaming it, you know? Is it going to do be like most of your videos on, on yes. Facebook, which are all... Yes. It's like that? Yes. Oh, it's... <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, just expect color. Oh my god! <laughs> Just color. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. A lot of red. Huh? Yeah. A lot of red. red. And black. And gold. Mm. And red. How much dialogue is there? Are you big on dialogue or is it going to. The only film I had dialogue after Jamil killed it, I kind of put it. Which one was the study killed? 
I bet my life. Okay, so I bet my life is a story about a kid who's addicted to betting in football uh, okay. places. Mm-hmm. But he's not paying attention to the main importance in his life, okay. helping his mom and oh. becoming the man of the house. Okay. You know, but instead he's there, not even watching football. He's just passionate about this money thing, mm. which is also to benefit his mom. Yeah. Mm. It's a full circle, and this loser kid and. How he wants to impress his mo- like I mom. I like it too. It's you know? related. But it's like you can't relate to it. You know, you can't. I'm like, I live. He told I, you you can't relate to it like, because yeah, you're not Ugandan. I'm not like Ugandan. I cannot relate to this stuff. I lived here six years. Mm. And you know what I mean? This place has been more home to me than Addis Ababa. Yeah. I have no relation. Addis yeah. Ababa, I'm that fucking Somali outcast. It was such a good story. Dude. But I, I told you four script. Mm. One of them, I can't finish it because it's a feature film and it needs. Too many, like a lot of money. What's the feature film about? Oh, this one. It's called Arawelo. Arawelo was the biggest feminist in the history of Somalia. That man changed the story and made it a story of cannibalism and a myth. They made her a cannibal. Ah, they made her a cannibal. Oh my god. A man eater. Literally, a man eater. A man eater. <laughs> what? Yeah. So Kimble. this. He's going to be a legend. <laughs> right? Put it on the fridge, Okay, guys, let me first say. So, uh, this is the end of our episode. Thank you, people, and Malcolm. Thank you, Sharon. Cinema Red Pill is life. What's the last terrible superhero movie I saw? No, just a terrible film in general. Am I, am I taking too long to think about this? Yeah! Uh, give us one so that we go with you. <laughs> Ghost in the um, Shell? I, haven't seen I would not one. watch it. That movie is terrible. Yeah. First of all, it's an no, insult. I, really, it's an, you, it's I felt an insulted, insulted while I watched mm. it too. And I in Japanese. That's fucking stupid. And People should not do that. Yeah. People should not be allowed to I, do that. I think that. they need to lose some money before they can learn <laughs> yeah. that lesson. They need to lose I don't some know, money. Scarlett Johansson disappoints me. You see, like, I, I can't even hate Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. I love them. But I can't embrace it either. No, so it's going to be something that I'll watch and I'll probably really have to scratch my head to remember that I saw it. Yeah. So I'll never hold a movie like that I in high that's, regard. That's probably but the I reason can't why knock it down so until it's think terrible. About, you about see. But did you love uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? No, I found it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Quite below average. <laughs> <laughs> you had something to say about Pirates. First of all, I loved it because it was exactly Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and the humor is just funny. Like, you know, I don't know. It's like a. Okay, the, in Disney there is a. Um, a ride, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, ride. It ride. was that ride. Yeah. Let me tell you, and I laughed so much, even in the stupidest <laughs> joke, like when he was about to get like hanged, yeah. and he meets his uncle, uh, and then he tells him, um, what, "What is it? What, what does a skeleton order in the bar? <laughs> a mop and a beer? <laughs> I just died." Yeah. You know, and there was so many comedy. Like it was just a joy, right? But when people super analyze stupid movies, yeah. then that's the stupidity of its own. Yeah, it was man, just I feel like fun. Oh, I get that. Have you seen the new Twin Peaks? You no, did I you watch the, the old? I haven't seen the Twin old. Peaks? No, I haven't seen the old. So you're just watching the return? Wait, so okay, so if you yeah, haven't seen the old. first ones, this is might this might be a bit weird. Yeah. Get, so how get is the continuation? Huh? 
I still haven't seen it. Ah, uh, me, I'm oh. fine, guys. Me, I thought so you were going me to in the tell middle. us about Twin oh. Peaks. Right? I, was going, I was going to I'm have you guys have this conversation. I didn't finish. I'm still just What was your punchline after Twin Peaks? You have no punchline. You no, were just asking. Yeah, <laughs> so tell me, guys. <laughs> oh, I, I think I was going to ask you if it's, it's anything like um, like The Shining. 